I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Live from a government submarine off the coast of Antarctica. It's FFS with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. Hi, everybody. Listen, we're here. We're doing it. This is the first episode. I don't know what to tell you. I thought there'd be more fireworks, too. But here we are. Happy New Year. Happy whatever the fuck you've been celebrating. We're here. We did it. We made it through the holidays. I made it through months of not giving you any podcast and fully rebranded because I was like, you know what? Actually, maybe I don't need to have a society and culture interview podcast because turns out my goal was never to be Barbara Walters. So why was I doing that? I learned a lot. It was fun. I loved it. Welcome back to all the idiots who have just been patiently waiting for more things in the feed. And welcome to the new people who have discovered me since I had been on a hiatus. And you're like, what? She's doing a podcast. Let's get in there. I, uh, I'm excited to be here. We're going to have fun. I will be having, I don't, I don't fucking know what this show's going to be, to be honest with you. This is the second take of the show because I snapped when I was taking the first take of the first round of the first episode. I just spit on camera. This is I'm on YouTube. If you're listening on the audio, we're on YouTube now. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing big things. I figured out the YouTube. Um, you know, this one's just going to be me flying solo. I'm going to talk about some ideas and plans for the new year and some fun things that have been going on in my world and things that have happened to me this week. Um, but I'm going to have friends on. We're going to get silly. I want to I want to be kooky and weird. I want this to be like the comedian podcast version of Pee-wee's Playhouse. Uh, I was going to say the adult version of Pee-wee's Playhouse, but I realized that's weird considering that Pee-wee... Remember when he got arrested for jerking off in a jerk-off theater? Which, I was talking to my roommate about this earlier this week. And it's like, I'm sorry, are you not supposed to jerk off in those theaters? Like, is was that illegal? Was it a sting operation because he was Pee Wee Herman and he was famous and it was to draw attention to the theater? More importantly, if you're not supposed to jerk off in jerk-off theaters, someone is missing out on a huge market of making a legal-to-jerk-off-in-jerk-off theater. Why hasn't somebody opened one of these? I mean, I guess, like, we saw the fiasco of how people dealt with the masks during the last three years of COVID, uh, trying to, I guess, figuring out the logistics of the distance you need, the social distance of jerk-off theaters. It would just be two recliners across the room. <sighs> also, has everyone stopped caring about COVID? Are we back in COVID? I don't know. Um is it just at the end of every year going to be like, it's back, but no one does anything different? Whatever. I don't want to fucking talk about that. This was supposed to be fun, which is the story of my life. Um, listen, I want to talk about my Christmas and then I want to talk about my kind of New Year's, new themes, things I'm I'm trying to do more in my life. And I'm going to try to look into the camera more instead of staring down and searching for the words inside my brain. Uh, I'm really ADHD. If you've been listening to me before, you know that. I want to say I'm working on it, but we'll get to that. Uh, as I'm, We'll just get to it. Listen, for Christmas, me and Nate, my boyfriend, uh, if you have not followed me at all since ignorance is blessed, you should know that I have a different boyfriend now. Uh, and he's great. We went to... And I'm not just saying that because he's in the room producing this podcast. Uh, although it is very weird to to talk to yourself when your partner is here checking the lights. Um, what's weirder is realizing what it says about me that I would actually be more comfortable talking to myself completely alone. <laughs> um, but I could just have a podcast if someone just secretly recorded me all the time alone at my house. It's whatever. Listen, we went to Santa Barbara. We stayed at this really cute hotel right on the beach. It was perfect weather. Uh, if you have never done a getaway Christmas where you don't go see your whole family, let me tell you, it's pretty great. 
I think that we don't talk enough about how, you know, there's all these really big Christmas traditions people grow up with or we see in the media and we want to emulate, um, like, you know, trees and presents and a big ham. Do people do ham? Is that the Christmas dinner? Do some people just do turkey again? Because my family, when they get together, my mom's family does sauerbraten, which is a German like rump roast that has to marinate for three days. It's the most delicious thing I've ever had. But I feel like whenever we didn't visit my family growing up, my mom would make one of her two signature meals, which was ham that I think she just bought that it just came as like a, a ham. I mean, I guess I don't even know. How do you buy ham? It was just like one big round ham. And then she would cover it in Pepsi when she cooked it, then proceed to get blackout drunk and go, you know, the secret to the ham is Pepsi. Like she was Gordon Ramsay. Um, the thing about becoming an adult at Christmas is you don't have to fucking do anything that you grew up doing if you don't want to. So we just went to Santa Barbara kept it loose and let me tell you when it comes to Christmas dinner you shouldn't keep it loose uh turns out you should have a plan and if that plan is we'll just get food from a restaurant you should make a reservation or you should order ahead the Chinese restaurants in Santa Barbara disconnected their phones because they were too busy uh one restaurant we called to try to order because we're like we'll just order in a restaurant was like well we don't know how long we'll be open too many people are calling so I would order as soon as possible also you have to come pick it up um we walked down up and down state street which is a really cute it's the downtown street that's got all their cute shops Santa Barbara is adorable if you haven't been there cute shops cute restaurants uh anywhere you could sit down was completely full We could have gone to the hotel restaurant, which would have been $100 a plate, which we highly considered once we realized everything was full. Then we called the hotel restaurant and the hotel had been like, you're a guest here. You can just come down whenever. And we're like, could we still come down? And they were like, oh, absolutely not. It's packed. So we were like, okay. Nate was just like, well, we'll find something. Let's see what else there is. And you can pick which one sounds best to you. And I was like, we're going to die of starvation. This is it. We die on Christmas and we're going to get eaten by seagulls. Our dead bodies will be eaten on the street of state in Santa Barbara, California. And then we came across a pizza place. Well, we walked back and forth to a few places that had absurd lines. There was a Thai restaurant, which as I say this right now, it took so long to set up recording that I haven't eaten in a long time and I want Thai food so badly. Um, packed to the brim there was an Asian uh, dim sum dumpling restaurant two doors down didn't have a wait we didn't trust it Uh, (laughs) like everything else has like a three hour wait what's going on here I don't trust it Um, but we ended up finding a pizza place that was just like pizza by the slice or you could order in uh, just wait in line so we ended up ordering a pizza and a um, Italian sub, a hot Italian sub. And we had to wait like 40 minutes, but honestly, it was so great. I like, it was good pizza. I think the name of the restaurant was Rocco's. I wish I remembered that could just be an Italian sounding name I made up. Actually, if there's a Rocco's pizza in Santa Barbara, it's probably that, but also I don't know. Uh, we ended up just getting that and taking it back to the hotel and it was perfect. I ate a half of a pizza for Christmas had a Diet Coke. We laid in bed. It was delightful. Also, I forgot to mention at the Chinese restaurant. Was it the Chinese restaurant or the Thai restaurant? The Chinese restaurant. Oh, there. Okay, wait. There wasn't no wait. It looked like there was no wait. So we joked about there's no wait. This is suspicious. Maybe the food's not good, you know? So we, after, you know, joking, going to other restaurants, seeing how long it was going to be, we're like, fuck it. I'm sure it's fine. And a child, a little girl came from the kitchen and was like, hi, are you guys trying to sit down and order? And we we're like, yeah, we would like to do that. And she's like, well, um, we're not letting anyone sit down anymore because the cooks in the back, there's a bunch of orders online and there's cooks in the back. There's just too much. And we can't take anyone else. <laughs> she was a child. 
Uh, and I was like, well, you're about to have no orders because I'm calling child protective services on your asses. We're shutting the restaurant down. I hope she's okay. Um, anyway, I uh, highly recommend good pizza on Christmas. Then, uh, yeah, we passed out, woke up the next day. Is that Christmas? Christmas Eve? It doesn't matter. It was great. Um, I mean, did I get in a fight at the end of our vacation because my boyfriend thought it was funny to take a video of me snoring and I simply couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, maybe I'm in the wrong here. I'm willing to pretend to admit that because he's sitting in the room. (laughs) No, this is what I want to know. He has a group chat with his man friends where they like will sometimes show each other pictures of their girlfriends in like unflattering positions. And he says it's funny because you've caught them in this one moment where like they usually look so nice and put together. But like it's silly when someone something that looks nice and put together isn't or is imperfect. Um, He just typed, we don't share those pictures, though. Do you mean with each other? Yes, you do. You took a picture of me and put it in your group chat once. He doesn't remember doing that. He, who does not have a microphone, just went, I don't seem to remember that. Um, And I thought it was a cute picture. And now I look back and I'm like, was he like, she looks terrible in this lighting. Did I have food in my teeth? And I have no idea. Do you guys do this? Do you guys think it's funny to share? Look, the thing is, is that... I am embarrassing for a living. I understand that. And I think there's a disconnect. I don't know if there's a disconnect because I'm a comedian. And it's like, oh, you laugh at yourself all the time. You are self-deprecating. You'll obviously think it's funny that you look stupid here. I don't know if the microphone's picking up my stomach making that noise. But my stomach is not happy with the current situation. Uh, I'm working on letting go of perfectionism. And what I was saying is that there should be a better word for what people mean when they say perfectionism. Because every person who has ever been uh, accused of being a perfectionist, at least every person I've ever met of being like, you're too obsessed with perfectionism. I've never met a person accused of being a perfectionist that at any point in their life has thought they were doing something perfectly. (laughs) And I think that's Obviously, like, that's the problem is that they're shooting for this unrealistic standard, which bleeds into all parts of my life. But like, yeah, so I want my partner to always see me as an ethereal, (laughs) beautiful uh, person. I want to just, I don't know. I have a fear that if they see me in an, in a moment of being embarrassing, snoring, farting, toppling down the stairs and my dress ends up over my head and then I have a little bit of a skid mark in my underwear because the topple down the stairs sent my body into a sort of a flight panic where it thought it needed to eject everything inside me for safety because I was going to have to run from an animal. Uh, but that, that that's, I don't know, I worry that they'll stop finding me attractive altogether because they won't be able to unsee that, which You could roll your eyes at and be like, that's ridiculous. But there's tons of science about, or I don't want to say science. There's tons of research that validates that a lot of, a lot of men have trouble finding their uh, wives attractive if they watch them give birth. That's a real thing. They like see them differently. They can't see them as sexual beings. It fucks them up. And I'm like, yeah, is snoring as traumatic as giving birth? Yes. (laughs) I was giving birth to air out of not even sure if it was my nose or my throat. But perfectionism. I, a big thing I struggle with and why one of my sort of themes for the year, I have two themes for the year, fun and acceptance. Uh, And it's because I struggle with both of those things because of perfectionism. By the way, when I say acceptance, I don't mean complacency. I don't be like, oh, that's the people just go, that's just the way it is. Well, I'm just a bitch sometimes. Well, what are you going to do? I'm a Gemini. No, you're being a fucking cunt. Stop. Like if you know you're doing something shitty, 
That's like people who know that they do something shitty. It's not good for someone around them. It's not good for themselves, but they just go, what can you do? Fucking try to quit. (laughs) Acceptance is more like knowing where you're at and, or what I mean by acceptance in this case, I guess, knowing where I'm at, accepting where I'm at, what my limitations or struggles might be and figuring out ways to work with those instead of trying to pretend they don't exist. So I don't know if anyone else does this, if there's any other perfectionists out there who in everything they do measure themselves against this false idea of this cookie cutter person who doesn't exist. Like I want to eat healthy more all the time. I've eaten healthier than I have in years uh, in the past few years. Well, more the past few since like July and then there was a period that I wasn't eating that healthy, but whatever. Got kind of fat. I got really fat. I didn't get that fat. I'm not allowed to say I'm fat, which that's a whole other thing is I'm not allowed to fucking feel how I feel. Whatever. My bones were literally hurting because I was medically overweight. Uh, But every time I'm like, instead of just being like, I'll work in more vegetables or just casually eating salad every once in a while. I'm like, I have to have a system. I need a plan. Like, I think I'm going to start meal prepping and counting and measuring everything all the time. And it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe if I had no fucking dreams, if I was independently wealthy, somebody else paid my bills. People who are too blessed to be stressed, that's a real cute way of being like, um, somebody else pays for all my stuff. Are you out of your fucking mind? But I always am trying to like when I'm trying to be healthy, when I'm trying to be the best version of myself, what I realize is that I'm measuring me against like this cartoon sort of what would be like the Instagram Pinterest version of what I think the like perfect, you know, healthy person is. Um, That being said, like so with acceptance, there's people who can just like. If they were in my position which is aside from my sets that I do at night, I control my own schedule. And there's people who work from home or have their own schedule who can just go, I'm hungry. Guess I'll whip up some lunch. People who can just go in the kitchen and throw together a healthy meal out of what's laying around. Fuck you. Well, you just are like, I'll just have this and that. I have to have like a structured plan. And this is this is a like I don't know what it is about food that like stresses me out where I'm like just get something in front of me I would do much better if I was just handed my food every day and I think it gives off the wrong message every time I've ever had to go to a restaurant with someone because I think there's this idea that uh a person not choosing a restaurant is somehow rooted in insecurity. I don't know where we got that, where it's like, we can do whatever you want to do. And yeah, I get the like stereotype of like a woman will go, a woman quote, and I don't know why I said a woman other than I feel like this is what I've been told people think. Like, well, it's whatever you want. And then they'll go, well, no, but I don't like that. Oh no, but like, I don't really want, like I literally don't care. Feed me or I'm going to snap. Like, but, but the problem is if I don't just grab my food when I start to feel hungry I I'm so fucking like psychotic and stressed out and then like if like I I don't know I don't know why I'm telling you this the point is that like I need to be better about just keeping easy to eat snacks in the house which I'm working on I bought a bunch of protein bars that are um they're in my kitchen because if I don't have stuff I can grab I won't eat right away. And if I don't eat right away, I get super hungry. And if I get super hungry, being healthy goes out the window. I'm like, what can get here the fastest so I can shove it in my face? All that to say, that falls under acceptance for me in that like I have I have ADHD. I'm diagnosed with ADHD, neurodivergent. I'm not neurotypical. Whatever fucking word you want to use, it's buzzy. Um, uh frankly, people who can focus enough to make ADHD their whole brand, I'm suspicious, you know, like that's, you're, you have an organized, uh, whole just algorithm and look and aesthetic about your ADHD. Okay, sure. Jig is up. I think you're full of shit. Uh, someone's going to try to cancel me. Um, but hopefully there's ADHD as I am and they get distracted by one of the 40 tabs they have open. I'm not I'm not going to whip up a meal in the middle of the day. The kitchen stretch, stresses me out. If I don't have 
specific plans going into anything, but especially somewhere where I'm also risking becoming hungry, which is going to make me hangry, which is going to make me crazy. It's just, it's stressful. I think I like the idea of plans because I know I can get stressed out and overwhelmed really easily when I don't know what's going on. But then I get too obsessed with needing a plan and I obsess about the plan. That's anxiety. Wow. Anyway, uh, I suck the fun out of everything. I ruin everything because I stress about the minutia. I don't know if that's not seeing the forest for the trees or the opposite of whatever that is. I don't think you guys can hear this in the microphone, but there's someone next door or outside my house cackling. And I hate it so much. I, in my heart, I'm sure they're having a very joyful moment. But because I haven't eaten, my ADHD meds have worn off, and I have no idea what I was saying to you before, I sincerely hope that their roof collapses in on them. And they are not seriously injured, but they are detained for a short period of time, rendering them unable to make noise. But also, are they having a psychotic break? They're still laughing. You remember when I was talking about letting go of perfectionism? (laughs) Uh, The fucked up part of that is knowing my microphones, knowing the experiences I've had with Ignorance is Blessed and the feedback I got from you guys on that every time I would be like, oh, these construction workers. You guys don't hear a fucking thing. And that feels like what's going on in a nutshell with my perfectionism is that I'm worrying about things that nobody else even notices. It would be really funny if I said that and this whole video, there's just like a giant booger hanging out of my nose. No one even notices. The video goes viral. Eight million comments. Look at this bitch's booger hanging out of her nose. Um, yeah. I don't know. I want to just like be in the moment more and like be okay with things. And that's a, that's part of this, by the way, is that once I like start bringing in friends, I want to be silly. I want to get loose. I want to just go back to the fun of comedy because... I got into comedy because I love comedy. I love making people laugh. There is something that like brings me like a deep joy in the idea that uh, like, I don't know. Comedy is, I think someone making you laugh is like the best. And I'm not going to be like, it's the best. Comedy is the best medicine. It's like, what do you, yeah, not for serious illnesses. I would be like, oh, are you dying have you tried going to the improv like but it's a great feeling and that's because it's like when you're really laughing you're connecting with someone and I like connecting so it made sense that I wanted to make this my career and I'm happy I did it's going well I think it's going to keep going better it seems to keep growing but making the thing you love your source of income puts you in a gray area where you have to remember to keep it fun because once you add I need this to survive to anything you are of course going to get a little bit more serious about it but how ridiculous is being serious about comedy (laughs) I take comedy very seriously all right cool it's like if I'm gonna be stressed out all the time and not having fun and not living my life I might as well have gone into a corporate job with benefits and a guaranteed salary instead of being like, hope I book some weekends three months from now so I can afford to eat. It's not that bad right now, but but it's also, I'm not at a place where like I can fully stop worrying that it won't be. I don't know. That's crazy. I just want to, go back to fun. Like the reason I think most people become comedians, the reason people like to make jokes, it makes you, it makes you feel good. You ever just like, you crack up with your friends over stupid shit. Like the, the dumbest shit. I want more of that. I want 
less being like, well, what are the uh, analytics on the, am I getting enough followers? Am I, is it growing? Are people tuning in? And it's like, yeah, of course I fucking hope people are tuning in. Otherwise, this is insane. I'm talking to a camera. What a nightmare. How embarrassing. But hey, if no one's tuning in, nobody knows it's embarrassing. Am I right? Uh, Don't share this with anyone. Just kidding. Please tell everyone. But it's like, I, I also, I, I want to stop worrying about like what a fucking stranger on the internet thinks if they don't like what I'm doing. It's, I, I know I'm funny. I know it makes me laugh. And what I've learned in doing comedy and having success and having crowds, you know, laugh at jokes is that I'm not so crazy that what I think is funny most of the time doesn't make sense. I'm not a lunatic. So I also want to get back to like trusting that instinct, trusting what I think is funny um, instead of worrying about, and, and I, I'm not doing this too much, but like what's, what's going to do? Will this do good in the algorithm? Like, or are, like, I think it's so funny, but are people going to like, be mean in the comments because it's kind of corny or because I'm being too physical and they're going to be like, or because I talk about sex and a bunch of men who have never even seen boobs in real life are going to be like, oh, here we go again, a lady talking about sex. And it's like, yeah, I get it. It's not relatable. So you don't think it's funny, but like, okay, go fucking scroll to my world of Warcraft jokes. I could put more on the internet. They're there for you. Just fucking scroll away. So fun and acceptance, and we're going to cut to a break. But before we do, I would like to plant the seed of um, fun in all of us. Um, And even though I said acceptance in terms of like accepting, you know, using my strengths and operating with my quote, not weaknesses, but quirks that like, yeah, I'm ADHD. So like I'm going to get bored of a workout program after a few weeks. So instead of just being like, I'm bored, I don't want to do it anymore, switch to a new fucking workout program. Know that you're going to change. This show might keep changing. Instead of me going, I'm just tired of it and I don't want to do it anymore. All right, let me bring in a new element for a while. Mix it up. What, what is your thing? What, what is the thing that uh, you think of as a block, but could you use it and just like find a new system that actually works with the thing you think is a block that makes you different, that makes you not a cookie cutter person? Uh, Anyways, we'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And we're back. And by we, I mean me and you. And there's no one else in the room here except for Nate checking the camera. Um... Yeah, I just shoved a protein bar down my face and I feel a lot better. And so listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to go into the World Wide Web, which I don't like to do cuz I'm afraid of what I'll find there. But luckily, Nate thinks the internet is great and he is encouraging me to be better about using it. And so 
we're gonna we're gonna look at some stuff that's out on the internet this week. First of all, there was a oh, oh, um, <clears throat> Kansas City Chiefs super fan was arrested in Bigsby after allegedly robbing a bank. Okay, so there's this guy who is a crazy Kansas City Chiefs fan, and he shows up at all their games. He wears like a wolf mask. I think it's a wolf. He looks like a wolf. He's at every game. He goes hard in the paint. Ultimate super fan. The fans know him. He's become sort of like part of the legacy of the Chiefs. And come to find out uh, the way he, because he'll go to away games. He shows up everywhere. He's been affording this super fan lifestyle by just robbing banks on the way to games. And I guess somewhere in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it finally caught up to him. And it's like, listen, this is also the, this is an ongoing problem with people getting caught robbing banks. It's because they always do it more than once. But more importantly, if you're not smart enough to pick a team that's better than the Kansas City Chiefs, (laughs) they're doing pretty good, right? Uh, They're like really good. And Kansas City fans are like so diehard. I know. You think you're going to get away with robbing banks? You fucking live in Kansas City. No. What's a bummer is that this guy was sort of like a fun part of the Kansas City chiefdom. And, you know, not that anyone thinks that Kansas City is a place that has some seedy corners and, you know, could really use this team to continue doing well to build the morale and reputation of the area. But this guy was a bank robber. He was like the face of the fandom and he's robbing banks in the cities that the Chiefs were playing. So I'm sorry. Everyone got so mad about Deflategate. This guy's robbing cities. Not of winning a game, of their literal funding. Have you ever gone into a Wells Fargo in, I don't know, Boston? And they're like, yeah, sorry, we just don't have your money because a man dressed as a wolf came in and stole it at knife point. Probably not. I don't really understand how banks and vaults work. Like, there's no way they have all your money in there, right? Like, the money that we have in our bank accounts is not like the physical money they have in that bank. Right? Someone explain this to me. Or don't. Please don't. <laughs> but um sorry about that noise. I was trying to get protein bar out of my teeth. But um you know, if you do want to explain if you have questions, you have things that you uh want to hear more about, hear less about, you want to send me crazy stories you find on the internet, you can at ffswithjms at gmail.com. By the way, that guy's name was Xavier Babadar. That's, <laughs> what a name. Was it Xavier? Xavier Babudar? Did it rhyme? Um, Gotta tell you, if you, ha- if you told me to if you were like hey there's this man from Kansas City he's a Kansas City native hardcore Kansas City Chiefs fan guess his name in three million guesses never would I have said something that sounds so beautifully exotic and sophisticated and he looks like I'll be honest he looks like my alcoholic stepbrother uh he doesn't look like that name you I feel like you hear that name and you're like oh he's exotic he looks like a white man from Kansas City whose eyebrows are starting to grow together and his eyes are too close together which by the way is always a red flag people with eyes close together that's predator behavior that's predators have eyes close together people eyes wide it's prey it's known out in the animal kingdom so when someone's got really close eyes fucking they're gonna try to rob you like a bank you be careful take that America. Um, This next story uh, I have to bring up because I need people to stop asking if I'm the waitress in the Texas Waffle House video. I don't know if you guys have seen this. There was a, I mean, any night of the week you could go there at at least 10 Waffle Houses across the country. A fight is breaking out. But 
what appeared to be Royal Rumble level fighting broke out in a Texas Waffle House. So we're going to play the video. For those of you who are just listening on audio, I will do my best to tell you what's going on. By the way, there is a very, if you've seen this video or if you're watching this on YouTube, you know, but got to give a shout out to the narrator of this video, whoever's filming on their phone. Jerry, like like the caption is WWE style fight, but this man has Jerry Lawler level excitement. And I don't know if you guys were old school WWF fans in the 2000s, but Literally everything that could possibly, like, the most excited man I've, oh my god, here comes a rock, oh, Stone Cold, no, he's giving him the stunner, like, this is the cool young man Waffle House version of that, and I, mwah, just cherry on top. Bloodbath. What is unfortunately not shown in the video is what the fuck went wrong, like, whose bacon wasn't crispy, like, what leads to this? There's a girl, somebody throws, like, okay. I just saw a glass get thrown, and I'm not sure if it was the staff or not, but there's two girls standing on the bar. Well, one just fell off of the counter. So if you've been to a Waffle House, you know there's counter service. If you haven't been to a Waffle House, congratulations. You probably have parents who care about you. This woman just, and I, by the way, Fuck you if that made you mad. I know Waffle House is delicious. I like everything smothered and covered. Eat a dick. A woman just fell off the counter into the kitchen of the Waffle House, which, look, honestly, at that point, if it was between falling from the counter to the employee side of a Waffle House or falling into a ravine filled with piranha... I would rather fall in with the piranha. You do not fuck with Waffle House employees. And we're about to find out why. There is a waitress wailing on this woman. There's like this tiny blonde waitress is like street fighter punching everyone in the head. She's fucking crazy. The people who tried to start a fight initially are, uh, most of them are angrily walking out because they realized that uh, it's too insane. The people filming have left because it's gotten too dangerous. There's now two employees separating an angry customer from the woman who start who started punching everyone. Who, by the way, the customer still has her by the hair and then a rogue cook just came up from behind and bopped the customer. <laughs> just like had to get one in. It's they're Trying to just get people to leave. And this is where I love the guy on the video. He's like, (laughs) after he's filmed the whole thing, be like, this is crazy. He's like, come on, we're better than this, everyone. Let's. Now they're throwing chairs, and this is the fucking crazy part. Okay, listen. We need to rewind that. Someone is like on their way out instead of just fucking leaving and being like, all right, we got a little out of control. They're like, now I'm going to throw chairs at the staff. They pick up one chair, throw it, hits no one. They pick up another chair, throw it. The waitress, the little blonde woman, catches it with one hand midair and puts it down on the ground. I'm sorry. If you see that happen and you don't run for your life, you literally deserve whatever happens next. That woman is, I don't, she's either a super villain or the spawn of Satan, I don't know. Or she's just fucking jacked and crazy. Like, people want to know where the real Black Widow has been hiding out. She works at a Waffle House in Texas. The shit's crazy. Truly, that woman will probably be fired from Waffle House because of this video. But I hope she gets an endorsement deal from some type of athletic company Because that's like she should be doing stunts in Hollywood. I want to hang out with this woman. My goal this year is to get jacked. I want her to come to my apartment and teach me her workouts. How do I learn to catch a chair that's flying at me out of the air? Fucking insane. Uh, Send all crazy Waffle House stories to FFS with JMS at gmail.com. There's no end in sight with these. Here's another post that Nate has just pulled up. I don't know where you find find these, found these. There's like a pregnant woman. Her eyes are blurred out. I'll just read the post to you. It says, I'm 12 weeks pregnant and I feel like I'm way too big already. 12 weeks. This woman is like five months pregnant. My husband and I experimented with my horse one drunken night around when you conceived. 
First of all, when you conceived, are you drunk posting now? Also, no, you didn't. Is it possible I'm actually carrying a fowl? Full? It's full. Fowl is a bird. (laughs) Is it full? Is it foul? Who knows? (laughs) It's nothing. We made up words. They don't exist. It's full, right? What's a baby horse? I feel like I'm losing my mind. It's 1030 at night. I'm so scared to go to ultrasound. These are her words. I'm not talking mine. We're now Googling full. That's foul. You typed in foul and you tried to hide it. Nate just typed in the wrong word. Oh, no. I thought, okay. I thought it was going to tell me how to pronounce the word foul. Sounds like foul. So I was right. But I got tripped up because I don't remember the last time I saw. It's full. Foul? I fucking hate this. I'm sorry. That's not how you phonetically spell that. For those of you who can't see this, which I think is everybody, full, F-O-A-L, baby horse. Right, we got it now. Pronounced sounds like, wait, what did you just do? Didn't you just say foul? Okay. Sounds like, and then it spells what she just, what the Google Translate robot pronounces full, full, F-O-W-L. I'm sorry. That's foul phonetically. Google is a monster. Oh. Nate just put on the British pronunciation and it just goes foul. I'm sorry. I like literally the bird is owl. What I'm supposed to be like, look at that snowy owl. I'm going to start calling owls owls. You guys don't care. You're laughing that I didn't know how to pronounce it to begin with. And to that I say, fuck you. What are you, a horse fucker like this woman? This is so fake. She Okay, so it says, <laughs> I hate you for this. I'm so scared to go to ultrasound and then make me abort if so. I'm pro-life 100% even if it is a horse. No judging, especially if you live in Arkansas. Which, it, I'm like, was this like an out of context, terrible April Fool's post? Because also like, Obviously, it's fake. We all know that. In the event that anyone's like, what if it's not? May I remind you of the very famous video titled, which you may remember, Guy Fucking a Horse. It was a video of a guy fucking a horse. And guess what? The guy dies. He dies. It was a video of a man fucking a horse and he died because you can't fuck a horse. The size of their cock will kill you. I feel bad that, first of all, is that woman, what is the phone that she's holding? It looks like she's holding an old calculator. Nate just presented the question, can you get pregnant? I, he typed it into the notes as if I was supposed to be like, can you get pregnant with a horse baby? Who knows? I mean, what's a mule? A donkey can get pregnant with a horse baby and that's what a mule is. And then they're infertile. So mules can't procreate more mules. Allegedly. Or is it the other way around? No. A mule is a Look, I couldn't pronounce the word full. Don't expect me to fucking know which animals make what. But no, you can't get pregnant by a horse. Can you? No. But has anybody tried? I mean, if ligers exist, they don't. I just, like, you know what the most fucked up thing about that post in real life is? That she posted that going, this is so funny. This is how I'm going to announce I've been pregnant this whole time. And people are going to shit their pants. Or like, oh my God, <laughs> what the hell? And the truth of the matter is she posted that. Everyone was like, A, that's not funny. B, why the fuck is Charlene having a baby again? She's an alcoholic and she's unhinged. And she lives alone with a bunch of owls. Fowls feral owls there's a lot of them in Arkansas between that and the ticks it's a real problem but hey at least they have Walmart stay strong Arkansas and look we're gonna finish today's episode with a happy clip and you can also send me happy clips I like happy clips 
And they make me, uh, they, they cleanse my palate from stupid fucking horse pregnant ladies. I can't believe you even put that in the feed. All right, so there's, is this a principle? So we're going to end on a cute video. I'm just going to let you hear, <coughs> hear it play out. Uh, I know Jackson got a haircut here. Um, he did this in honor of his grandpa, Rick, who uh, has been diagnosed. And the video froze. And for context, uh, it's a principal with a student addressing the other students in his classroom. And it's completely frozen. And I deeply regret everything. I also heard that a couple people in this room made some comments to him, uh, you know, regarding it, uh, maybe kind of uh, took a fun at him, said it looked a little different. Um, to me, that doesn't sit well for two reasons. One, uh, first of all, I'm very proud of you, Jackson. Like, that's that's an amazing step. It's very bold to do that. Anybody know anybody who's ever had cancer? Go fans. That's, that's about Jesus. everybody in the room. Does everybody so, fucking have cancer? These kids are like five. Is his grandpa the mayor? So standing up for Jackson and showing my support uh, for his grandpa Rick, uh, I've offered to let Jackson shave my head. So we're gonna do that That was a very sweet gesture by this principal who almost certainly went home to his wife and she was like, what in the fuck have you done? You did what? You shaved your head for a kid who shaved his head for his already bald grandpa? Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> also, because Nate picked out that video and I was like, oh, it'll, it's cute. And then when I was like, this is a little kid who's going to shave his principal's head. I was half expecting for the principal's head to get cut and start bleeding out everywhere and him to be like, oh, God, save me. I'm hemorrhaging from the top of my skull. But luckily he didn't. And I got to say, uh, you can learn a lot about the shape of a person's head if they shave their head. So I'll end on this note. May everyone who's experiencing hair loss uh, have the least pointy but not too round of a head that you possibly can. I wish you that. Uh, send me clips, write in emails to FFS with JMS at gmail.com. We'll figure, figure it out. Well, uh, we're going to find out what the show is. I'm still figuring it out, but Happy New Year. Thanks for being here. I can't wait to grow and have fun with you and have fun with life. And remember to just keep things fun. Have fun. Bye, fuckers. Can I call you fuckers? Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.